This is what it is, folks. Right there. Absolutely right now. It is absolutely the Leafs versus everybody. And I don't care what anyone else says. That's what it is right now. You could tell me I'm wrong. But guess what? Even guys on the ESPN broadcasting are saying it is disgusting, disgraceful, the refereeing. Hello, Chris Chelios, who you would never think would support the Maple Leafs. So many people talking about how bad the refereeing was. I'm not going to sit here and rep, uh, rip it all night long. I will say this, though. There were a couple calls for me, the camp slash and camp the cross check. where There was no cross check by Luke Shen. For yep. crying out loud. Yep. But for me, I will tell you this. To a man, Pete, the Leafs did not come prepared. They were not ready. They were not firing on all cylinders. And their giveaways cost them right off the hop in that game and put them behind the eight ball, and it only got worse from there. I don't know, James, how you can have that bad of a start when you've been – people keep beating the drum about this. They've had the team – in their sights for the last three months. How are you not ready for this game at home? It makes no sense. They looked so slow right off the rip. Come on. What are we doing here, boys? Listen, for me right now, it's about you got to just tone it down now. Okay. So you got smacked in the face. You know what? The old adage that Forrest Griffin needed that. Say, Morris, Forrest Griffin used to say, hey, when I got punched in the face, I realized it was a fight, and I started to fight back. Well, here's the thing. The Maple Leafs brought the fight last night, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. So just know this. Cole, banged up, might not play. Hedman, banged up, might not play. Cernak, will not play. Uh, there's another that the Emiant will not play. So I'm looking at this, and I'm saying, hmm, the Maple Leafs are getting their licks in. And there's some problems. So now the Toronto Maple Leafs have to take advantage of a banged up, tired, many miles on the tread Tampa Bay Lightning team. And they can do it. But Pete, to go back to last night, even Ilya Samsonov said he had a shit game. As exact words, I had a shit game. So what does he do when he uh, has a shit game? Well, I posted it on Twitter. I posted it in our group. He's 5-0-1 after giving up five or more goals this season. That's a pretty damn good record. I'm fired up. I'm <laughs> pumped up still. I'm ready to go. Pete, tell me what your gut tells you about game one. It my, What my gut tells me about game one, my gut tells me that they laid a fucking egg on that game, man. Like, it was terrible. Like, every, I think maybe few players... Decent game. Ryan O'Reilly looked decent. Um, but man, Samsonov did not look like regular season Samsonov. He looked like more of the playoff Samsonov that I guess the Washington Capitals were used to seeing. If you want to speak about records here, James, what is he? One in he's one in nine in the playoffs. Hopefully he bounces back next season or next on Thursday tomorrow. Oh, uh, next season. Yeah, I know. I saw your eyes there, but uh I, I'm hopeful. It's it's just one game. They, they played like shit. Maybe they needed the smack in the face to just wake them up here. They have to win tomorrow. That's all we know right now, James. Come on, let's go. Listen, they have to win game two. It's not do or die, but it pretty much might as well be. It definitely is. But here's the thing, okay? You have – we will get to the West McCauley situation here in a little bit. You have a guy in Cal Yarncroke that Austin Matthews – has requested to play with this season. 
wanted on his line. So why was he not there last night? Oh, by the way, when he got onto that line, finally after bunting was thrown out of the game, guess what? The line scored because those guys can keep up with each other. Those guys can play damn good hockey together. So I look at it and say, hmm, that's going to be a line tomorrow. That's a problem. And now the Leafs are spreading out their center depth as well. Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, and some brute that uh, can lift sticks and play along the boards is playing tomorrow too in one Matthew Nyes that everybody was wondering if he'd get in. Well, he's not only getting in. I think he's going to have a goddamn impact. And I think it's going to be fun. But to go back to game one and say, what cost us? What cost us was pretty much the first 10 minutes of that game. The Leafs weren't there. And what have I told you guys since last playoffs? With Tampa Bay, you have to weather that first five minutes because they come out full guns a-blazing. I said it in our pre-playoff hype show with about the Ross Colton thing. They send a guy and they come out, they try to crash and bang, either take the crowd out of it or get their crowd into it. And they know what they're doing. They know how to do it very, very well. So the Leafs did not, did not come out in that first five minutes. They did not play well, obviously behind the eight ball early. But guess what? You have, an, a, you have a chance tomorrow night to atone for everything, to fix it. And guess what? To the baghead crowd or whatever you want to call yourselves, they hit. They laid guys out. They did all those things that they needed to do. And guess what? It didn't win them a hockey game. We. <laughs> It's funny, James, you mentioned um, we've always needed to get tougher, I guess, right? Well, guess what wins you hockey games? Goals. Goals get you wins. You need to score to win the game. If you're going to build a tougher team, sure, make sure you can score. And obviously defend because the Leafs got thumped, letting in seven goals last night. Are you freaking kidding me? Listen, seven goals is nothing good to give up, obviously. It sucks. But at that point, it was already out of hand, 3 nothing. you're down. You get close to 3-2. Then you have just the weirdest, dumbest penalty sequence I think I've seen in a very long time happen. And it happened. It is what it is. You can't beat the refs. You have to try to play within the confines they're giving you. And the problem was last night, the Leafs were just pooched. They did not get what they needed. They did not bring their own energy. And the energy they tried to create, well, it was just problematic. The big hit by McCabe was amazing. Great. Clean. But then the bunting thing sucked the life out of the building. And unlike the Kyle Clifford incident last year, the Leafs were not able to control this one and keep it to where it needed to be. And now we know he's sitting for three games as of today. That is fucking huge. I thought he was going to get one or two. One or two, two max. No, he's getting three games, ladies and gentlemen. That is detrimental. Like, this is almost like Kadri 2.0. In fact, Kadri's, he's tweeting about this right now. He's like, come on, guys, leave me out of this. But, like, insane that we're still dealing with this nonsense. It is nonsense. I'll say this. And I, I think that George Peros must still have a few screws loose or a problem that he got knocked out by Colt Nor in his last fight in the NHL, and he still holds up a, a grudge against the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
Um, but for me, I look at it and say, okay, you're suspended for three games, which in the playoffs, each game is weighted as two. So that's a six-game suspension for that, basically, in the regular season. There is no longer suspension than Michael Bunting's right now. That is the longest suspension doled out, which is crazy. A guy not too long ago got cross-checked in the face. Cross-checked in the face, all bloodied up, all busted up. Did a video himself about it. The guy only got two games. Two regular season games at that. So one playoff game, basically. What am I missing here? Is it one for wearing the Maple Leaf? Two for being Michael Bunting? And three for playing in Toronto? That gives you your three games? Is that it right there? Is that the problem? Might be all three. It's just crazy, man. I think it's crazy. I I just don't understand how, as the Maple Leafs, you look at that and don't try to at least speak with the league. And the West McCauley thing, to me, it is a thing. You can say it's not. People can say it's not a factor. They're 0-8 in games in the playoffs in the Sheldon Keefe era in games that Wes McCauley has refed. Tell me that's not a sign. Tell me that's not a thing. That is a damn thing. It's very funny that they're 0-8 in games that Wes McCauley refs in the playoffs. Do you think... Are we putting on our tinfoil hats here, James, or do you think that's coincidence? It's not coincidence. It's just not. It's like the Paul Maurice thing. I forget the name of the referee, but it's the same thing. That referee and him had beef back in the day, and this referee has followed him from Winnipeg over to Florida, and every game that that refs against that team, they end up having more penalties for the against. And it's crazy. So I look at it and I say, this this isn't an excuse. I'm not sitting here and saying the Leafs only lost because of this one thing. I just think there should not be conflicts of interest. And for once, I'll agree with someone from the Ottawa Senators organization and Pierre Dorian last night saying that teams should have the ability to refuse officials based on bias. And, as, and, I'll, and I'll go further with that. Based on bias, as long as you have a supporting argument not just because you don't like the guy. There has to be substantial evidence of what is happening. And that's what I would say right there. Are we going to get into why there's a conflict of interest here, James? Because some people may not know about it. The the conflict of interest there is the, the Frost, Keith, McCauley so, situation. So Frost, Frost was Keith's man or agent when playing junior, correct? I believe so. Agent or coach? Agent or coach. Now, this is also the same guy that um, was involved in. Um, he was almost murdered by one of his former players, uh, Mike Danton. Yep, Mike Danton. That's the same guy. So, I don't. I don't know what the whole backstory is, but Keith allegedly had to testify in court for some sexual assault case that he he was being charged for. Is that correct? That is, yeah. It was, it was apparently an assault against one of his friends. Oh, wow. So, so Keith testified on that. And, of course, Frost is... And, by the way, Frost actually used the alias Macaulay. He's changed um, his name. 
Yeah, to be able to get back into hockey circles. Um, and Wes McCauley obviously is good friends with this person because it's his brother-in-law. So there's a family tie in there. So you tell me that there's no there's no tie in here, that there's no problem. There's no reason for these two to have any animosity, any problem between the two of them that would go back to make this an issue. That's an issue. That's a conflict of interest. That is family involved on either side that went to court, had litigation. So, yeah, I think it. Uh, it I, I think it's a huge problem. I, I don't know how you overlook that and say it's not. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with Dorian. I think you should be able to not necessarily choose your ref, but decline if there's a conflict of interest, such as Wes McCauley and Sheldon Keith, you should have that option. I definitely think you should. It should be something that you look at the officials that are being booked, especially in the playoffs, and say, okay, well, this is the situation we've had this season with ex-referee. Um, you know, you basically sit down and we look at, okay, um, Stephen Wacom, who's the head of officiating for the NHL. Okay, this is our situation. This is why. This is it. This is here. This is there. This is what we're going to do. Cool. Done. Could be very easy, very streamlined, very straightforward. Um, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say what happened to Michael Bunting last night is the work of Wes McCauley. I'm not going to say that. Michael Bunting is his own worst enemy. That was a, a dirty hit. Oh. But I'll tell you this to a man, if Chernak got up, he wouldn't be suspended today. That wouldn't be as bad as it was. Um, I don't know if it's gamesmanship from the Tampa Bay Lightning or if it happens to be the NHL concussion protocol saying, hey, you're not allowed to come back for next game. You have to sit, much like Joe Favelski. You have to sit. You've been taken out of a game. Concussion protocol is a thing. So... I don't know. But anyway. Did Matt Dumba get suspended on that hit? No, he did not. That's insane. He got a two-minute penalty. That's insane. Same thing with the uh, the hit on Nikolai Ehlers. That's just gross. I look at it and just say, I don't know. I'm not putting my Maple Leaf Tim Boyle hat on. You know what? So let's change the gears here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a little fun. Okay. Before we have fun, do you want to touch on the the um, the puck or the the goal, the goal that allegedly went in? Update. That was not a goal. You don't think it was a goal? No. I saw Omar's gif of it on Twitter. It looked, I mean, it looked like the puck fully crossed the line. But oh, then nice. I saw I saw people drawing lines as to where the the goal line was, and it looked like snow was over it. So I don't know it. Does the NHL have a, let's see it. It's not cross the line. It's on the post. Yeah. The post is not behind the line. That is not in the net. And the NHL doesn't have any other angles. They're using the same camera we're looking at. That's correct. Same camera we're looking at right there. And here's the other thing too, okay? So for that puck to even get to where it was, and guys, I'm not griping and moaning. It's over. The game is over. But I want to get something very crystal clear. That puck does not get where it is unless someone pokes the pad over the line, which you are not allowed to do, hence the reason why Sheldon Keefe challenged it. That should have been no goal. 
You no can A, it wasn't in fully in. B, you're not allowed to propel the goalie's pad into the net for a goal to score. You can't do that. And that's the only way that that pad goes over the line. You can poke, but if you push a goalie's pad into the net to make the puck propel there to score the goal, it does not count. We've seen it time and time again. And I'll show everyone just again on the broadcast here, the blowing up picture, that is not fully on the line. That is sitting on the post, which is not in the full net. I got that sent to me by one of our friends who works for one of the prestigious four-letter networks. So that is not fully in. So, and the pad definitely 100% got pushed. Go watch the replay. You can see his pad go boop back. So unless he just had a muscle spasm, I, I, but I think it's a, a Corey Perry spasm, if you ask me. But anyways, it was no goal. To me, it was no goal. It was no goal because it was not in the net. And it was no goal because the pad was pushed. But you know what? If and buts were candies and nuts, we'd have a Merry Christmas. The game is in the past. You cannot change it. But the last time I checked, like I said in my little video today, by the way, shout out to Taylor Flood. Happy birthday, Sweet 16. I hope your birthday is amazing. I know you didn't get the result last night, but I hope you and your family get a great result tomorrow night. And as you're celebrating your Sweet 16 today, cheers to you from us here at Offside. I know you're watching. Um, but tomorrow night, it takes four games to win a series. Four games. They won one. They won one. And we whooped their ass physically. Something we have not been able to say. We hit them as bad as they hit us, if not worse. And tomorrow night, what they need to do, Pete, is weather the first five minutes and then shove it down their fucking throats for the next 15 in the first period and just make it a goddamn madhouse in there. Make it loud. Make I it crazy. Game, James, I will make sure it's loud as hell. Oh, you just got to go crazy. But the thing is, the thing is... You need to make sure you weather that first five minutes or you set the damn tone yourself and make them chase you. Make them line match you. You have the players. Stop chasing the matchup and just let it flow. This team is good enough that they should be chased, not chasing the lines. Just go out there and go crazy. The other thing I want to see, I want to see Mitch Marner down on the second line. I just do. I think he's better with Tavares. I think it spreads out the offense better. I think Matthews, Nylander, and Yarncroke, great. Just let it roll and then put O'Reilly up with Tavares and Marner and let that go. I'm good with that too. But I know they want some insulation for the kid, and that's why O'Reilly's on the third line. Interesting. What are your thoughts on O'Reilly on the third? Beautiful. As I said yeah. to you earlier, they're spreading out their center depth. They are one of the strongest teams right now at center ice. No other team can go, oh, ah, Matthews is covered. We'll throw it to Tavares. Oh, Tavares is covered. Okay, we'll throw it to O'Reilly. Like, that's insane. And then you insulate Nyes with a guy like O'Reilly, who Nyes is a mini Gronk right now, who can play along the wall. He's learning his place. He can stick lift and get possession back for the Maple Leafs. He did it in the three games he played. And you tell me that he doesn't have a burn in his freaking bonnet right now after playing down at the MLA arena 
and losing the the Frozen Four, he's not going to want to lose this too. He's going to go in there with a goddamn chip on his shoulder, ready to rock and roll. And tomorrow night, it is going to be raucous. It's going to be on fire, Pete. You're going to need a hose. <laughs> you have to cool I'm, down. I'm, I'm praying game. for a Matthew Nice goal tomorrow night, folks. Oh man, it, wouldn't it be nice? Trick would that be? Absolutely insane. It would be so nice. So nice. <laughs> so nice to see a goal. Listen, you look at this team and everybody's so excited. Before game one, we were all fired up. There's still plenty of reason to be fired up. The defense is better. The forward depth is better. We got our face smacked around in game one goal-wise, not physically. Don't worry. They will clean it up. They will tighten it up. And it's going to be one hell of a game. And tomorrow night, the X factor to me will be Austin Matthews. Because I say, last night, he got his assists, but he didn't get a goal. He wants that goal. Look at last year when he scored against Tampa. The windmill celebration. He wants that. I got chills just remembering that. It's coming. It is coming. It is coming. And Ilya Samsonov will stand on his damn head, and he will make 32 saves. In a beautiful one goal allow game as the Leafs pummel, pummel. I will say the word pummel the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night, not only physically, but on the scoreboard, winning 5 1. I believe it, James. I believe it. So, where tomorrow, where tomorrow for you do the Leafs need to be in the beginning of the game? Because that's where they got beat last night. They basically got caught flat-footed. It was like a fight when a guy plants both his feet and he, he's on his heels and he just gets ready to cock back, but the other guy's faster and, it's dead, 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 dead. Mm-hmm. and he's down. That's what it was last night. The Leafs got caught flat-footed. And basically, Corey Perry had his way with them. I We need to see the Leafs play a full 20 minutes. Sorry, full 60 minutes. We need to see them score the first goal. We need them to keep their foot on the pedal. Ladies and gentlemen, they need to fucking, like James said, pummel the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night. It's going to be a shit show. It has to be one. You got to make up for that trash performance they put up on Tuesday night. You need to make up for that. You need to win tomorrow night. You need to win this series. Because otherwise, there's going to be some changes, but we won't get into that because they're going to win tomorrow night. Listen, they are going to win tomorrow night. They're going to pick up the win. They're going to go down to Tampa. They're going to win two there, come back for game five, and it's Leafs in five, baby. I'm still with that. I'm still fired up. Like, I, I was just watching so many people today, like, just give up and pack it in. Yeah, Thanks. I'm not going to lie. I felt pretty shitty last night. It, it was a rough sleep. I woke, I woke up, thought about it. It's one game. It was a slap in the face, but they needed that. They're gonna they're gonna pull it out tomorrow. Listen, there's being too optimistic, and there's being a person who thinks that this team has the ability to do what they need to do. Because it seems like within this fan base, there are people that want to see the Leafs win, but they just can't seem to see how they're going to do it. I'll tell you how they're going to do it. They are strong down the center. 
They are great on the wing with some of the guys that they have. Kelly Yarncroke, say whatever you want. He's going to be good enough to play with Matthews and Marner and score a few points. Listen, Zach Aston Reese, he will pot one. But it's just, it's different this year. And I know we say that every year, but it's different. The depth is different. You go and look what our third and fourth line centers were last year. Camp and Blackwell. Spetsa at times. You got Ryan O'Reilly, Nola Chari, David Camp. Go down the list. You can put guys in there. It's great. I'll tell you this. Tomorrow night when the Leafs come out, it'll be a completely different team. The mindset will be different. The intensity will be different. But you tell me that guys like, look at, look at what Ryan O'Reilly said today. Not worried. Not worried. He's been down this road before. By the way, folks, Tampa's been down this road before. They lost 5 nothing. They lost by 5 themselves last year in game one. Much like the Leafs losing by 4. Tampa lost by 5. 5 remember, nothing. Remember in the conference finals, they were down two games as well and went four straight. Leafs can easily do the same. This team can do it. They've shown that they can go on great stretches. They know what it is. So what Leafs Nation needs to do right now is pick themselves up by the bootstraps, dust themselves off, put on your favorite jersey, sit yourself on a couch at Maple Leaf Square, your seat at the arena, at the bar, wherever you're watching, buckle up and get ready, like I said in my tweet, for a bumpy ride because really tomorrow night, guys, it is the Leafs versus everybody. And that is what it will be for the rest of the playoffs. This round, the next one, the next one. And when we get the job done, it will be the entire way. I'm telling you. James, what is your score prediction for tomorrow night? 5-1 Maple Leafs. And it will be the grit grinders getting some of the goals. I'm looking at guys like Nola Chari stepping up and getting one. I'm looking like Ryan O'Reilly. Matthews will score. But I'm looking, Matt Nyes will probably bang one in there. But I'm saying 5-1 Maple Leafs, and it's going to be stunning to watch it happen. And I think they're going to be just as physical. Just as physical tomorrow night. And it's going to be a fun time. This podcast here tonight was designed for one thing, and that was just to vent with Leafs Nation about the shitty refing, which we're not going to get tomorrow night because it will not be Wes McCauley. It'll be a different crew, which is good. When do we get the referee announcements? When do we know who is refing the game? Is that announced the day before? Is that the the best place to go look is scouting the refs? Um, They usually have it first, so we'll hopefully be able to see. We'll be hopefully able to see. Sounds good. But I look at tomorrow night, and I think for the integrity, and this is going to sound very Tim Foyladish, for the integrity of the NHL and the playoffs. I think tomorrow night's game for the Maple Leafs and Tampa Bay Lightning will be under a microscope. And I believe that tomorrow night you will see classic style hockey where the guys will be let go to do many, many things within that game. And it's going to be a different tone. It's going to be a completely different tone. I think it's going to be one that suits the Maple Leafs. But like I said, tomorrow night, 5-1 for the Leafs. Grit Griner's getting the goals. Sammy standing on his head, and the Leafs will put. Remember, you remember when it was Muzzin 
that was the least big physical guy. And everybody kept saying, whether it was Montreal, whether it was Tampa, whether it was Boston, go and hit Muzzin. Put a lick in on Muzzin. Make sure you get a hit in on Muzzin every time. That's what the Leafs need to do tomorrow night against Victor Hedman. If he plays tomorrow night, every single time you can, you finish a hit on him. Finish your checks. You finish one on him every single time. That way he feels it. Trust me, accumulative damage is a thing. And whatever's bothering him, because Hedman doesn't leave games, especially playoff games. So he left the game and did not return last night. So go ahead. Smack him. Smack him, smack him, smack him, smack him, smack him, smack him, and smack him again. Rock him, smack him, baby. Well, this this is it. This is what teams have done to least forever. They zero in on a guy, usually one of our better defensemen, which has been Jake Muzzin. Say what you may say the past few years. He has been. But teams put Lickens in on him, and it became a thing where they wore him down. So go and wear down Victor Edmund. You have enough bodies to do it. Just do it. Do it. Do the damn thing. The Leafs ain't folding. This series ain't over. It is one game. God, guys, some people got to pull themselves out of the fire here and realize it ain't over. You need four wins to win a series. They got one game. And they're lucky that they got one game because it's all they're going to get. Because it's all I gave them in my prediction. But that damn Corgi picked the Leafs to win in five. <laughs> I saw right. that. So the Leafs are winning the goddamn thing. It's all right. Just calm down. Let's talk hockey. Thanks for the fire. Let's roll. I remember um, TSN used to have um, Maggie the Macaque who would spin the wheel. I miss those days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Hedman cannot be worn down. He's a six foot six Swedish god. Well, last night, the god crumbled. Last night, God was no longer in the lineup because the Leafs said, hey, Zeus, boom. And the lightning bolt exploded because the Leafs brought that thunder. And tomorrow night, they will bring a whole lot more. Let's get it done. All right, Pete, what's your final score for tomorrow night? I'm going 4-1 tomorrow night, James. All right, we're on, we're on the same wavelength. Leafs Nation, pick yourself up. Dust yourselves off. We will be back hopefully on Friday night with another review pod or even maybe tomorrow night, depending how things go and how the beers flow. But Leafs Nation tomorrow night, I'm guaranteeing a victory and I'm guaranteeing the Leafs will win the series or I will shave this whole beautiful thing off that I never get rid of because I look like a discreptive turtle. So I'll do it with you, James. I'll do it with you. There you go. Two beards are on the line. I know Tricky Trock has got his on the line too. So we will all put the beards on the line. Let's go. All right, Leafs Nation, you know what this is right here. This is Offside Hockey Talk where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk.